defenders of the earth. Defenders. Out of the sky, his rockets ignite. Jets into battle, flying faster than light. Flash Gordon, Lord of the Jungle, the hero who stalks. The beasts call him brother, the ghost to war. Phantom. Defenders of the earth. Defenders. Master of magic spells and illusion. Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And this episode, we are looking back at one of my all-time favorites. Like, no shit, this is probably right behind He-Man for me, so I'm not going to bury the lead here. Uh, (laughs) We are looking at Defenders of the Earth. Yeah, no, this has been on the list for fucking ages. Um, I remember loving this. This has been a really early one. So we've been doing this show, what, five years now? Yeah. And yeah, this has been on since the beginning. I remember I hadn't thought of this show for fucking eons um, because, again, it was another Saturday morning when we used to watch at my grand's. Um, and I could always remember, I, I, I'd forgotten about it. And then I was in work, like we're talking maybe 15, 16 years ago when I was still you know, just doing labor and shit like that. And all the 110, le- uh, the 110 volt leads on site are yellow. And so right. I was I was winding them all up and I slung them over my shoulder and went, oh, fuck, I'm Luther. <laughs> And that was it, and it, that it came straight back into my memory. And then every, every now and again, it'll just pop back in. Yeah, it, it's never been a wave for me, to be honest. This is um, we talk about theme tunes a lot uh, mm. on this show. Yeah, and this is one for me. Like this is up there with with Jason Ulysses, where it's not like oh, because we've been watching this, I've got the theme stuck in my head, which happens a lot. Like this lives in my head rent free. Yeah, like, and I'm not talking about like you know 3 a.m. when you can't sleep and it'll just start rotating. I can literally be doing something as mundane as hoovering. Yeah, and I'll just start going out of the sky. His rockets ignite, and it's just it's there. It's in yeah. my head. I will never ever forget this theme tune. Um, in fact, I remember. Um, it might even been right before even the genesis of the show when we first started talking about doing it. You were trying to describe this show to me because you can yes. remember what it was called. Yeah, because um, in, in my head, I, I was thinking Guardians of the Galaxy, but I knew it wasn't that. Yeah, I, I remember you saying that as well. And then you said about the magician. I was like, right, that's Mandrake. Pretty sure this is Defenders of the Earth. And you're like, yeah, maybe. And then I went, Defenders of the Earth. And you went, yep, <laughs> that's yep, the one. That's it. Like, you, you just cannot forget this theme tune. Once no, you absolutely. It's there forever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. This was, um, despite the age difference between us, this was quite early for me as well. Um, mm. Because as previously mentioned in this show, I had Bucky Cable. Um, and this for us was on going live. I remember it being on going live. Right. Okay. Um, so it was, it, uh, and this is the very epitome of a Saturday morning cartoon to me mm. for that reason. Like, first of all, I remember it being on going live, which is very, very early on in, in our childhood of, of yeah. like Saturday morning shows. Yeah, going that, was, I, I think that went in like 91, didn't it? It was, it was the, live and kicking. Yeah. It was the first one I can really remember. Yeah. It, like really properly remember, you know? Yeah. Cause it was the um, only one we used to do on BBC cause it was a Saturday. Um, it was yeah. the only one we used to do on BBC one. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm the same. Like this it, it first came out in '86, so we probably didn't get it till '87, '88. It was probably about '87, '88 on BBC. I remember watching it on the children's channel before that. Um, yeah, it, because because we had the hooky cable, so we had the children's yeah, channel. Yeah, same, same, same as my grandparents. Um, and the, the thing that I, I think probably the reason it stayed with me and the reason I, I loved it so much as a kid mm. is this is about the only cartoon and like the way I remember it anyway, is that my dad fucking loved it. Right. Yeah. He probably didn't love it so much as like he was Sorry, able to watch it. this without going fucking insane. Uh, because this was something <laughs> that we always watched together. Now I definitely think there was some interest from him because like he got really Ash Gordon and the Phantom of it all. Cause 
my dad really liked comics growing up as well. So these were these were heroes that he grew up with. Yeah. Old King Syndicate era with, with comics and the radio shows and stuff like that. He was yeah. well into all of that. So there was brand recognition for him. Mm. Whereas to me, I was like, it was, it was a, like this was all new to me. Like I'd seen the Flash Gordon film. Well, I was going to say, but, we, we, we'd, again, seen the Flash Gordon film. I think same as all the other films we had, it would be on TV and my parents had taped it. Yeah. And so we used to have it. And the, between that, Star Wars, Jason and the Argonauts, and no shit like that. They were just we, we had like a dozen films that were constantly on a loop. Yeah, so, and so Flash I, Gordon I, being one of them. So this was them. No, this was, oh fuck, that's Flash Gordon. Exactly. Yeah, and that that was as far as I got. I didn't I didn't have a fucking clue about the rest of them. No, no. But but my dad did. So I remember us kind of just watching this together. So that's yeah. something that I'll always. And then when the figures and stuff come out as well, like that was a Christmas where like whether I wanted them or not, you were having, I was having all of those figures. And and strangely enough, he never played He Man with me, but he did play Defenders of the Earth. So, had those <laughs> so I've got quite fond memories of this. I do own it on DVD as well. Mm. Um, it's, so it's well, I don't know all of the episodes. Um, I have one of those. I don't think they really do these anymore. But back in the day, you'd have like collections of episodes. Yeah, it's like four or five episodes. But, they, but they'd string them together like a movie, and there was a movie as well. There was a yeah. I have that and I have a collection of episodes strung together. Um, Turtles were especially bad for that. All the old Turtles videos you used to get yes. were like four episodes slung together with a title on them as though they, because Turtles had some shorter story arcs, they were able to do that. And they, this was the yeah. same thing. Um, so, yeah, because there were, like, again, 60 odd, 60 odd episodes of this. Yeah, there was only ever one season. Um, I did, again, Chris has done no research, uh, <laughs> but just because because of how much I love this show, I, I do have a fairly good knowledge of the background. Um, I do know there was only one season. Um, I also know, like, despite there only being one season, like, it, it wasn't really a flop by any means. Like, no. toy line, and, and for years later, I remember, I had shitloads of Defenders of the Earth merchandise. I remember yeah. I had colouring books, I had annuals. Um, you don't really see fucking annuals anymore either, do you? I was thinking that. You, yeah, thing. you do. For so, like this, you'll get some shit. Um, so we've seen a couple of the last couple of years with the kids. Um, and I don't remember them being as shit as they are now, but they probably were. Animals were always shit unless it was like Beano and Dandy and stuff. They yeah, because they were just, just like big. No, they were just like bigger, bigger versions, weren't they? They were just fucking hardback magazines. Let's call them yeah. what they're like now. An, an annual now, like when a new console launches and stuff, you get like the glossy hardback covers for the yeah. console. And that's basically what annuals have become now, um, or, or what they always were, rather. Um, I guess I don't get them anymore, which is why I don't think they exist. But mm. certainly, like as a kid, I had tons of annuals every Christmas because it was I loved reading. I love comics, and it was a cheap ass fucking present. Like yeah. just, back then, you could probably spunk a five or get an annual, right? So I'd have like, oh Christ, um, if that. Yeah, so I'd have like my main present, like whatever I had that year, Castle Grayskull or whatever it was going to be, and then a fucking shit ton. Like I had annuals, for, and they were annuals for literally everything. When we yeah, it's like I, and maybe that's why I think they've gone away as well because I'm not seeing like the fucking craft dairy slices annual or whatever <laughs> because we literally had them. <laughs> Yeah. fucking it like whatever film came out that year there'd be an annual yeah. for it even like, though it's a like, film's a one-off and it's like yeah, yeah. You still, like fucking ghostbusters an annual. annuals and shit like that yeah there'd be a ghostbusters annual where they just like put a load of puzzles in it and shit like that yeah and, like, so yeah and they'd, and... they'd have, yeah they'd break the they'd break the story of the film up into chunks yeah i know and, and kid-friendly reading chunks as well and then you'd have a couple of puzzles or a couple of pictures or you know, a game you can do or something like that and then a couple more pages of story and then some photos from the you know, making of the film and then some some cartoon or some some um, storyboards or something. And then back to the story, and yeah, yeah, they were fucking awful. And I mean, like nowadays, the ones we've had more recently with the kids, it is more like the 
the really expensive magazines you you get in supermarkets, like you know, the fucking CBeebies annual, where it's all puzzles and games and shit, and some you know some you know, little snippets of stories from the the shows you like or the characters you like. But by and large, it's just a big fucking magazine. Now the magazines cost a fiver at a time. Fuck yeah. knows what the annuals cost. Yeah, but that that's what they were. They were great big. So I I had a few Defenders of the Earth annuals. I know Coloring Box. It was a very bad Spectrum game. Yes, it was. I had that. Uh, yeah, I had it too. It was fucking terrible. It wasn't as bad as uh, Captain Planet. No, but it was still pretty bad. It was, I mean, it was your bog standard, yeah, as it, most Spectrum games yeah, were. Screen-based, run side to side, shoot stuff. Yeah. And, and I remember the, right... It wasn't the story you had to rescue the kids, didn't you? No, it was the other Defenders. Um, it was the other Defenders, I think. Um, I, I thought it was the, 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 kids, the, the, the kids of the Defenders, like the Rick Gordon and fucking Jeddah and... No, no, no. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. You have to get Mandrake, Phantom, Lothar. I, I don't. Oh, did, did he play? Did he put? Did he play as the played kids? As maybe enough. No, no. You played. I as played as Flash. Yeah. Yeah, he played as Flash. I'm, I'm saying this game is shit. I clearly remember it very well, so I clearly played it quite a lot. Um, yeah. Got a, got no, a so there you go. Flash Gordon, Lothar, Phantom, and Mandrake uh, from a series of quests to rescue their children have been kidnapped by Ming. I kind of swore Play, you had to get the player controls Flash and is able to call on the other characters to assist him in bypassing the defenses of Ming. So you you play as Flash and then every now and Maybe again you'll get a co-op bit. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get you get them to come in and do special powers and stuff. I thought yeah. th- you have to rescue them for some reason. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I, was... I remember having it. So I don't remember. I don't remember what it looks like. Um, but I remember having it. Fucking terrible. It's absolutely fucking terrible. But anyway, we're not we're not here to talk about the game. Um, that's just us really uh, giving a bit of background on it. Like I I really did fucking show. Um, Despite having it on DVD, I haven't really gone back to it much. I don't know why. It's that they just sat there on the shelf. Hmm. Um, I, I think partly it may be just because we watch so much stuff for this show. Yeah. That, like I don't just go, oh, I fancy watching some Defenders of the Earth because I'll have to be watching whatever it is we're doing this for. Yeah. So I don't get time to just dip in and watch some cartoons that I, I really want to watch, if that makes sense. Not that yeah. I don't want to watch the stuff that we're watching, but yeah, I, can't I, know what you mean. I can't just look at stuff for leisure. Um, so I watched them when I bought them, and I've probably not put them back on since, but mm. I bought them probably 10 years ago, something like that. So it's been mm. about 10 years since I've seen it. Yeah. Um, I remember enjoying them when I watched it, and as I said, I'm not going to bury the lead yet. I've had a fucking whale of a time watching this <laughs> this weekend. Absolute whale of a time. It is every bit as good as I remember. Um, mm. It is, look, it is cheap in places. The animation yes. is, is shonky, to say, yeah. to say the least. Um, it, it looks like they may be animating on threes or fours. There's a lot of jerky movement. Stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know, the voice work is good. The color palette is good. The character well, designs are good. So the story's good as well. The stories, though. the stories are really good, but more than anything, um, the first thing that jumped out to me rewatching this, we mentioned, uh, this when we did Spider-Man not so long ago. Yeah. And, and I find it interesting actually we watched these two quite close together. It's only been about two months since we did Spider-Man. I yeah. Think. November, right? Wasn't that? Yeah. And we mentioned then how that was literally a, a, like a comic book the life the way that yeah. they were the way that they wrote it and the way there was all of this expository dialogue and stuff like that and this is exactly like that it, it mm. is written in short expository sentences yeah you know you get all the but it doesn't feel as clunky as it did with spider-man in the writing because as we mentioned at the time spider-man swinging through the city kind of having these soliloquies yeah uh, just talking out loud whereas here the defenders can all bounce off each other when they're yeah. saying things like oh no we need to stop ming doing whatever it is and 
oops, flashes going into a nosedive. What do we do? But they're able to talk to each other, so it doesn't feel so clunky. Yeah. But yet they're still talking in those grand expository statements that just move yeah. the story forward and leave very little room for anything else. Yeah. Um, but actually, that is all I want from this, and it as, delivers as that it very well. It doesn't feel heavy-handed, and actually I'd, I'd say it works, and I think that you're right, the reason it works is because it's not just some dude going, oh, right, they've kidnapped MJ. What am I going to do? Well, I could do this or I could do that. It's it's a lot smart, a lot more subtle and it's a lot more realistic. I mean, generally, when you know when you've got a group of mates together, something's going on. What the fuck am I going to do about this? Oh, well, you could do this. I could do that. Don't be so fucking stupid. Do this, and you've you've got that interaction where you can bounce off people and you can say, right, what? There's no such thing as a bad idea apart from yours because you're an idiot, and you you can have that conversation. Whereas when you're on your own, you are literally just bouncing around your own head, going, hmm, what to do now? And and that's kind of where you go with it. So I think that's probably why it doesn't feel so heavy handed. Yeah, I think so. And I think also, actually, the writers are, are keenly aware of the voices of these characters mm. um, because, it, you know, it is a super team. We do have a lot of, in fact, I think we've got eight in total, haven't we, by the time you count the kids as well. Yeah. So we have is it eight or is it seven? Se- se- seven and a computer. Yeah. Okay. Which so is, so you, yeah. you've got quite a large team. No, it's, no, it is eight, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you've got the pet thing, haven't you? I keep forgetting about him. The Zuffy or whatever it's called. There's four kids, four defenders. Four eight. defenders. Kids. Rick, Jedda, Eldre. And the, and the um, oh, um, Mandrake's adopted kid. I can't think of his name now. Yeah. Um, Krishnan or something. Oh, it sounded okay. vaguely Indian. I remember it being slightly awkward. Yeah. I forget his name now. But uh, it, his name is Kashin. Kashin. K S H I N. And yeah. then you've got the computer, which is obviously a reincarnation of Flash's wife. Um, Flash's wife, yeah. And then you've got then you've got the uh, Zephy. Yeah. So you, you've got. I mean, if you want to, you could say it's a team of, of 10 then, but it's, 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 there's a quarter it's of eight. eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think because because they're comic book characters as well, mm. uh, each, certainly the core defenders, each one has their own thing. Yeah. yeah like, like Mandrake's got his magic and Mothar's got his strength and he's, he's, he's the Caribbean ninja. And, yeah. you know, you've got, you've got the Phantom with his strength of 10 at tigers. What, and, at what point did they stop calling him Caribbean ninja and start calling him Token? <laughs> I mean, we'll get on to that. Um, no, it, yeah, it, it does very much smack, smack of that, doesn't it? Like, even the Phantom with the, with the jungle with the jungle abilities and his jungle cats, he's still a white dude. Yeah, we we'll get on to that. Um, but but yeah, I think actually the writers are keenly aware of, of the sound of each of these characters' voices. Yeah. So there are, you know, when you're delivering that exposition, if it's going to be a great big story dump. Then you give that to Mandrake, right? Because he's yeah. got the the upper class accent and he's able to sound intelligent and educated. Yeah. When you're in crisis mode, you give it to Flash. Yeah, because, because it's urgent and he's fast. Because and he's, he's the action direct. hero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when it when it's analytical, you give it to Phantom because he's more removed and he's sort of yeah. more of a calculating sort of character. Yeah. And when you want someone to jive talk, uh, <laughs> no, I, I no, I, I'm joking because actually yeah. one of the things that surprised me. Um, and it, and it's not perfect by any means, you know, Caribbean Ninja. Um, I actually think, especially for very early '80s, the representation in this show, yeah, is is pretty spot on. Like, it, you know, it's it's not perfect. We have to no. we have to think about the time period it's in, but they they definitely do make an effort here. Yeah, um, they they've not got they've sort of they've not gone out of their way to make him a no a Rastafarian black man who's no who will. Who will use stereotypical language? Who will use uh, have a, a a forced accent? They've just gone. Look, he's a dude. He's a big fucking hulking dude. And the fact yeah. that he happens to be black is neither you nor there. He's a big he's, fucking dude, and he's he's there as the bodyguard and all the rest of it. But even that, the fact that he's Mandrake's bodyguard, you know, you could easily fall into that trope of like, yeah, you know, he's a he's a big. 
Caribbean dude um, who's who's slow on the uptake, but he's all muscle. That's the trope that you can very easily fall into, but they don't. Yeah. Lothar no, is right. every bit an equal. He is yeah. he is treated as as Mandrake. You know, at no point as, does he, as does he treat him as well, less than. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and I think they and they don't draw attention to that at all. This no. is just who these people are, and and that's it. That's well, the way they are. Like, we've had this conversation many times, both on and off, or on and off air. And I had I had a similar conversation with my parents earlier. Is that it this is what no this is what it should be like it shouldn't matter the fact is you, you know you should be able to write a character on a page and say right this is this is the dude this is what he's like these you no know, this is what his character is these are some of his foibles some of his flaws and it doesn't shouldn't no it, at no point should anybody go ah but what color is the skin it shouldn't matter because no. the character is the character and if you no know, that that's that's the whole no that should be the whole point is that actually we can judge him on his character and i think i kind of wish there was a book in the early 90s, it was a John Grisham book, and there was a character in there who, when you read the book, it's fucking Whoopi Goldberg. And then they cast Susan Sarandon. Oh, that, um, that's, um, the client. Time, yeah, that's it. It was either the client or time to kill yeah. him. Yeah, it was, it was the client. And in the, in the book, the character was, no, she was very, she was fucking Whoopi Goldberg and Jumbo Jack Flash. Yeah. You no, know, she was fucking all over the place. Yeah. And then they cast, and everyone went, oh, you can't, you know, you can't do that. You can't, you know, can't whitewash the character. You can't cast Susan Sarandon as a black woman. But actually, it didn't matter because when you look at the character on the page, they've gone right. Okay, well, that character doesn't fit the tone of the film we're making because they changed a lot of some of the other characters as well, and they didn't change their race, but they changed the fundamentals of the character. And so when when they were looking at the casting, they were casting what was in the film, not was it not was in the book, and it didn't make a blind bit of fucking difference when you got to the end the end product. Actually, what the the the, the end product you got was very good, and it what you didn't have. A older middle-aged white woman playing a middle-aged black woman. Yeah, I, you I, had I to think playing the character as was written for the film, and I think that film, yeah, you know, and and that's something that's it's divided people for a long time. Yeah, that's no, that still comes up when people talk about uh, talk about whitewashing and things like that. But actually, it's very clear that it didn't matter. And same happens here. You could have had you could have had him as a six-foot white dude with blonde hair. He just he could have still been the same character because his race didn't come into it. No, I, I think you know race bending is is a hot button topic at the moment. Um, and I think actually it's, it's a much broader issue than perhaps we're we're giving it sway here. Um, there, are, there are certainly yes, I, I agree. There, you know, a character, and and I've I've had this discussion with many people. A character is not their race or their sex no. or any. A character is their defining characteristics. However, their ethnicity, their cultural background, their their gender identity, all of those can inform that character. So there are. So there are instances where that's going to be locked. For instance, Black Panther's never going to be a white dude, no, okay? because it is, it is inherent to his ethnicity and his culture of that yeah. character that that he is a black person. Yeah, yeah, and you know the same. Like we mentioned, Phantom already. Like I, I agree, it doesn't make sense that Phantom is a white person, given given the way that that he's portrayed as a character. However, were he not, we'd probably be going, "Ooh, that's a bit of a stereotype." Probably, yeah. So, yeah. so it, it's a much deeper issue than we give its way. But I think on the surface of it, yes, you're right. That that shouldn't matter. However, it, you know, it is important to remember that cultural heritage is a thing, yeah. and it, but, there but are it's, it's different protected characteristics. Yes, yeah. and so the, it's the, 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 the use the, the the right word is, is that those things can inform a character. They don't define yes. a character, and no. that that's the difference. And that's what they've done well here. Um, yes. Whereas in other things we've watched, and things that we will watch in in time as well, that's not necessarily the case. No, and, and I think that's where it becomes stereotypical is when actually you do allow those racial traits and that cultural background to to define the character and you make them a, a stereotype, yeah. um, which which actually they do the complete opposite here when you look at what they've done with Ming. 
And, you know, again, very early on, considering it's the 80s, they have stripped away all of that kind of Mongolian yeah. look that he that is traditionally associated with Ming the Merciless and just go, yeah. ah, you know what? It's a fucking green-skinned alien. And yeah, that's, that's what it. he is. Like, yeah. so he's not offending anybody because he's yeah. a fucking alien. And yeah, like he's still got the, the beard and, and, and he's still he's still kind of got that, that look to him. Hmm. But just by doing something as simple as changing the color of his skin, they remove all of the baggage yeah goes with that they just take it all away and they go look we're not going to offend anybody here make him an alien green-skinned alien but you say that and then you look at some of the fucking internet stuff about doctor who i don't don't look at anything to do with doctor who as you know yeah i know but i mean for example when they cast jodie whitaker and they announced that the number of people oh the fuck the franchise is ruined you've cast a woman it's a fucking asexual alien what does it matter who know what what fucking meat sack it's in but again, that was the thing. You can't do that. You can't. No, you can't change a character's gender. Well, you can because it's a fucking alien. It's a fictional character. You can do what you like with it. Again, gender. That's whether gender informs the character's identity or not, or whether it's acceptable to gender bend. I, I see absolutely no reason why you can't gender bend a character like Doctor Who, because as you say, it, it, by its very nature, there is an inbuilt transition from character to character, and yeah. and they are an alien. You know, here thing has always been a kind of masculine warlord character. It's just yeah. that he was very clearly depicted as being a Mongolian kind of barbarian sort of figure, yeah. um, which look is is a racial stereotype and is wrong. So I think for that to have been acknowledged so early on as this cartoon mm. was airing and, and for them to have consciously just stripped that away. Yeah. So it, especially when you add in all of, the, all of these other elements of representation that we've talked about as well. Like I think they did really well there. And, and it does yeah. feel like, I mean, another thing that I know um, is that this was pretty extensively focus group. They actually went to psychologists and, and, and that oh, sort right. of thing. Because originally um, you had you even had different genders on the kids. Right. And it yeah, sort of, yeah, because um, I think Jeddah was supposed to be Flash's Jeddah was supposed daughter, to be Flash's Flash. daughter. Yeah. yeah. And then the Phantom was supposed to have a son. But then they were like, well, no, actually, when they went to the psychologist, they were like, well, no, actually, children are going to respond better to the female having these more feline traits. Hmm. And you know, and again, this is this is enforcing gender identity on these children, but we weren't that informed in the 80s. Exactly. So this is what psychologists psychologists were telling people. But it also feels like you know, whilst maybe they weren't quite on the button with the gender identity they're all certainly cultural identities was something that they're able to look at and go, look, this yeah. is the way society is moving. Okay, you can't just have, you know, a Mongolian warlord and a jive talking Caribbean person. Like you can't do that. Hmm. So I, I, and, it's ironic because this was eighties um, in America, and no, yeah, I mean, that's look, what's look at, so look at remarkable. America, look at America now. Yeah. But that's what's so remarkable. You know, yes, you've still got your blonde-haired, blue-eyed hero, hmm. but he's he's part of it. Like, this never feels like Flash Gordon and, and the Defenders of the Earth. That's no. the other remarkable thing about it. Like, yeah. yeah, Flash is what got me through the door. Flash is probably what gets most people through the door, and it's his fucking logo. Yeah. But it never feels like, you know, it's not like He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. This isn't yeah. Flash Gordon and the Defenders of the Earth. This is yeah. the Defenders of the Earth. And, and they each yeah. get... If anything, I'd probably argue that Mandrake's actually the lead character, if you really... Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because because he's always seems to be kind of the brains of the outfit. Oh, so, yeah, completely. Yeah, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they do very well 
um, with the cultural representation of it all. But that that's just something that I've noticed now as an adult. You know, as a kid, I yeah. give a fuck. I just loved all these characters. Yeah, you had, like, you, had, you had a green dude trying to kill everybody else. It was, you know, that's just kind of how it works. And you've, got, it no, works. and you've got Flash Gordon there and you've got a magician. And, you, you know, it doesn't matter. When, you know, when you're a kid, you, know, you, you watch it, you look at it and you go, oh, fuck, cool, there's a magician. Yeah. How did he do that? He's a magician. Yeah. And I that's, mean, that's one, all you care about. Yeah, I, I mean, as a kid, like one of the, one of the things I'm watching it now that surprises me is like, as a kid, my favorite was Phantom, mm. um, and and I watch it now and I'm like, he just looks fucking ridiculous, doesn't he? Like as a he superhero, looks like dressed as a sperm. Yeah, he's basically wearing a bright purple morph. He looks absolutely <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Yes, did, they did a live action version of that in the late nineties, didn't they? Yeah, Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've only seen it about twice. Uh, I've, ne- I've never seen it. Um, as I, I have a feeling. Doing it. I have a feeling we could probably bat it over to the other show. I don't, I don't know. I've only seen it twice, but maybe it maybe that's on the list. We'll have a look out for, for Mario. Um, oh, it's probably going to be better than the next outing. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for that, folks. Um, so, so yeah, like that's changed in rewatching this now. And I yeah. definitely front favorite character now. Yeah. Um, Flash just ironically, as I say, because he's, he's kind of the marquee name. Flash is just kind of there. And I think it's because, like, all right. Luther doesn't really have any power as such. He's just mm. like really strong and, and a ninja and stuff. And occasionally he gets the gauntlets and things like that. But Flash is literally your, your kind of your Batman of the mix here. Like he's mm. got, got nothing, has he? He's just yeah. a fucking pilot, really. You know? um, so despite the fact he's supposed to be there, and you know, the same thing goes with the kids as well. Like the kids are pretty fucking useless and actually really yeah. annoying. But I remember, oh, I, I, have a huge, I have a huge problem with the kids, but we'll come on to that in a minute. I remember as a kid watching it, I was identifying with them more because you're going to like, all right, they're teenagers, but still. But they're still kids. Cool, they're kids, yeah. Um, and again, that, I, that's, that was always the in, wasn't it? When you had kids shows, especially like this, where you had established characters, that was always your in. It's that, oh, well, there's kids, so we, we're going to see it through their eyes and we're going to kind of learn about these heroes mm. through them. So the kids are always this cipher, which is always really fucking useless because they always end up getting kidnapped or getting into trouble and and, 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 and need to be rescued. And you're like, right, okay, well, they're all fucking shit. But that's how we get Flash Gordon. That's how we get Phantom. That's how we get into the show. Uh, that, that's that's what I was about to say with the kids. What, what's annoyed me in rewatching it is, is that they are basically walking plot devices. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there is an element of, again, because this is the 80s and we had to sell toys, so it had to yeah. be all sorts of parental approvals and, and things like this yeah they they never had the kind of hey kids at the end but there was always a bit of okay. like one of them is going to do something fucking stupid yeah and they're going to learn a life lesson from it because the defenders are going to have to come and bail them out yeah come on guys you can do better but really honestly the stories in this like it is well written as we said but the stories are not original to say no, the least. They're they, they, are time, they? Hell. they are they are action adventure stories and to be honest they, they're way for thin but i could not give a fuck because i'm here to watch people get punched and shit blow up and ships fly really fast and it gives you all of that and it's fucking constant the yes. pace in this is absolutely breakneck look i, I watched <laughs> i i only picked a couple of these up yesterday so i, I um just had a pretty hectic weekend hadn't had a chance to watch any so that I'll, I'll look for them uh could find them on amazon but um they weren't available they weren't available on prime and then when i tried to buy them they weren't available in the uk yeah, they're only available in America, aren't they? Uh, yeah, so that was annoying. Um, so I went to some slightly less um, honest places, but there was a channel on YouTube, and I thought, well, I'll I'll do that, and I've I've tried, and mm-hmm. I, I went out of my way to try and buy it, even um, so even to a point where I was like, well, no, 
the whole series was about 15 quid or something. I was like, right, I'll buy that. Oh, shit, no, With I can't. every fucking penny of that. Exactly. So, so I watched a couple. I, I, so I was outside um, Jess's gymnastic lesson yesterday, so I had an hour. And so I watched like, the first two and a bit. Um, and then I watched the, the the end of that one and a couple more um, when everyone was in bed yesterday evening. So I, I probably got through four, maybe five. Um, but that was enough. And I'm going, why have I not picked this up sooner? Why have I not yeah. looked at this before? Um, the problem I had with that, and it was a, it was just a really jarring moment, right? So you've got an alien kid comes to the planet, and the first thought is get him into high school. The fuck? Yeah. I don't is... know. Phantom Phantom turns up with his daughter. Oh, she'll go to the high school too. Are you on commission or something? Yeah, there there is something a little bit it's, convenient it's just, this, about this whole that high of, school, isn't and, it? And, yeah. I know. I said I know it's a plot device, and I know it's a way to normalize it because everybody has a school experience, whether it's a good, good, bad, or different school experience. Every every kid has one, or certainly every every kid in America and every kid in the UK. Some countries, no, it's not such a no, it's not such a widespread thing. But when you know when you look at who they're pitching this to, it's relatable because everybody will go to school. Yeah. So I get that. But it's just like, surely there are more pressing things. Like, you know, he's just escaped from his planet, which has been decimated and ravaged for his resources. He's escaped the clutches of a murderous tyrant who killed his mother. He's come to, a, to an alien planet because, you know, yes, okay, he's an alien to us, but obviously we're alien to him as well. So your first thought is enroll him in American high school where he can get shot. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, hang on a minute. Hasn't he got enough fucking problems? Yeah, I mean, there's there's all sorts of culture shock there as well, as you say, with the fact that they just literally jump Jeddah and dump Jeddah in there as well, and she's been raised in the fucking jungle. But and there, there's never any fish out of water with her. There's never any discomfort. There's never any adaptation to it. It's just oh, we're in school now. Cool. There there isn't. Um, but again, it, it's not that show, is it? it no, it is not. It, like I said, they use them as a plot device, but this isn't about the kids learning and growing and adapting to the environment. I'd, I'd be down for that show as well. And I think if, if there'd been a second, um, second or third season, that may well have been that. You know, that that, that you could you get the impression that. So. Well, I think it would still just be spaceships and fighting Ming. Well, it, it would have been, but I think, I think they did. The yeah. I, I think they did. No, I think, and obviously this is all entirely hypothetical, but. For, no, for for me going into, I'd be looking and thinking, right, well, what, no, where I want this to go is that actually, the defenders of the earth aren't just the four core defenders. These kids have something to offer as well. So rather than just being fucking bait, they're actually, you no, know, they actually grow into a role and they can actually do stuff. And I you know very occasionally they might actually do something useful that helps the the core defenders out rather than just being there to be fucking rescued every week. Yeah, it it would be good if they if they either needed more to do or they just didn't need to be there at all. And and to be honest, I don't think they do need to be there at all. But no, as a no. kid, as a kid, I definitely identified. Oh, yeah. You need you so needed that cipher as a kid. That was they, the thing. They definitely served their purpose. But like I said, make make no bones about it. I think you could have ten seasons of this, and it would still just be Blood the defenders just kicking the shit out of everything. And look, that is all I want from <laughs> from a cartoon like this. <laughs> You know, like, don't get me wrong, there's, there's always going to be a place for your Thundercats and your Transformers and your Ulysses with these grand overarching stories. Mm. Every now and again, like, let's just have a He-Man where we just <laughs> punch shit in the face just yeah. for fun. And especially, you know, like five, six-year-old Chris, that's all I wanted. <laughs> I want to see people get punched. Like, punch the fucking silo- I mean, ice robots, punch them in the face. <laughs> And now most of our listeners are out there thinking Cylons don't look like that. Um, they did then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New ones don't. But yeah, I mean, that's a pretty shameless. <laughs> yeah. Those ice robots are, are pretty shameless. And um, and, um, and the, um, I can't, I can't remember if they ever named it, but um, Flash's ship as well, the, the, right at the, so the first episode, that's fucking Thunderbird one. <laughs> yeah. 
No, it's, yeah. it, it, it looks better because it's not shitty Thunderbirds, but it, no, it, it's Thunderbird 1. Even, even I mean, the colour palette and the red, no, it's, it's the fucking same. Again, we, we say all this, but like for all we know, and I'm not well-versed um, in, in, in King Syndicate, and I'm certainly not well-versed in Flash Gordon outside of the films in this show, all of this stuff could have come before Thunderbird 1 and before BSG. Like, this, this could have been there all along. My dad could probably tell us, but uh, that's not going to happen, unfortunately. No, but I was going to say, this, yeah. This probably, pre, like, this stuff was probably in there in the comics and stuff. So either that or it just got redesigned for this. I don't know. Maybe, I'm not but, sure. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find it now, but I can't... Uh, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll either look way, later, but, yeah. that's just to say that, you know... <laughs> Whether this came first, whether they came first. Well, like Thunderbirds said, was definitely before this show, but oh, whether before or not the it was show, before, yeah, as was, whether it was before as the original was, comic, yeah, I don't know. As would the original B-Star G have been. But, you know, the, the look definitely feels like it's drawing from some things. But like like I said, like a few times already, there is there's very little original about this. Yeah. I couldn't give a fuck. It's just no. fun. Having said that, this is the first thing. I've really racked my brains about this over the, over the last couple of days. Brains? Brain. I only have one. Uh... I've really been racking my brain about this the last couple of days, and I can't think of an earlier example of like the classic superhero team up on on TV, other than like Super Friends and you, and your shit like that, which kind of predates us slightly. Yeah, like this this is the first like real, it, like it kind of I feels like I this can't think was, of any other. You no, know, it, it kind of feels like this was almost like the MCU of the eighties. Do you know what I mean? Where they were just yeah, here's Avengers Assemble, but we'll call it Defenders of the Earth. Yeah, because I mean, like there had been other. Um... No, there had been other, car- no, other, other superhero cartoons that were around. There were quite a lot of them, and some of them were better, some of them were worse. But yeah, I think you're right. I can't remember another one, um, another sort of team up one. No, particularly to have taken these characters who each, you know, had their own sort of shows and titles, or, or yeah. like they were kind of predating anything we would have watched because we wouldn't have even, like, our parents wouldn't even be thinking about us when these were actually <laughs> these stories being told. Like, they would have been our age probably at the time. Yeah. But they all had their own sort of shows, and and they just brought yeah. them together into this shared universe. Yeah, which and you, you, were, okay, you very occasionally that you very occasionally had crossover episodes of joint properties. So you'd have yes. He-Man and She-Ra because it's the same universe, but they they brought they brought the product together. So you always had stuff like that, but that was that didn't that felt more organic because it was it's part of the same universe, and you're always going to have those crossovers. You always gonna have that interaction. So. It wasn't really a surprise for anyone, but stuff like this was like, okay, we've got three entirely separate properties that are owned by the same parent company. Yeah. Let's just chuck them all in together and see what happens. And actually build a build a reasonable um no, build a reasonable product out of it, which okay, this there's not this massive overarching um narrative when you don't go anywhere with it, but it's um, you're telling decent stories week on week and you're telling what would have no what you'd effectively have in a, a weekly installation a weekly installation of a comic book. Yeah. So okay, here's this week's adventure, kids. Go nuts. Yes, exactly. Um, so so it, yeah, it, this was the first thing I could think of that kind of resonated with me in, in that mm. way, anyway. And like I yeah. say, even though I didn't have pre-existing connection to these heroes, it still felt pretty. Like br- bringing them together, it still felt like there was something about bringing all of these together. Like once they were together, they can't be stopped. Do you know what I mean? Like they, yes, they were a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I can't think of of any earlier iteration of that. So. Whilst it may not have been that original in some of its designs and things like that, I certainly think it it broke ground at the time. Um, yeah. And it, I mean, I think now because we have the MCU and stuff like that, sadly, I don't think this is ever anything that's going to see a resurgence. But I think if somebody could have jumped on this maybe 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, stick somebody on this in 2006. 
I think this this could have had legs for a reboot. As a franchise, it's had legs. And I mean, the thing is, if you look at the look at the MCU and the DCU, um, they've gone right. Okay, we have all of these standalone properties, and we're going to give them enough airtime for people to give a fuck about them. Then we're going to bring them together, and then we're going to build a whole property out of that, build a whole franchise out of that. That's great, but these guys didn't do that. It's when you know what? You know, I can see an Iron Man movie, or I can see an Avengers movie, and I no, I can separate them very much. With the exception of Flash Gordon, I'm never going to see the Phantom or Mandrake without the others. Yeah. And yeah. that no, that's what I expect. I would no, and that's why I was when I said obviously the um the the Phantom movie with with Billy Zane. I don't know how much I'd want to see. I mean, obviously it's twenty, you know, 20 plus years removed, and it's Billy Zane. Um, but I don't know if I'd want to see that because I don't want to see the Phantom without the others. Yeah, I, I think at the time it probably existed purely because certainly as as much as I remember, anyway, I think Phantom was most people's favorites. Mm. So I, I think that it just kind of broke out of their show in that certainly it felt to me at the time like Phantom was kind of bigger than the show. And I, and I think yeah. just that comes because he was the one that looked like a superhero. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem with that is obviously I mean, Flash Gordon's endured far more than the Phantom anyway. But I mean, they were that far removed from their show by the time the Phantom movie came out because it was, it was Billy Zane post-Titanic. See, oh, you, no, no, no. It, was, it wasn't that late. Yeah, it, it was like 98, wasn't it? Oh, I don't think so. Well, look now. Yeah, let, let's double check. I think it was I think it was earlier than that. I think you, you are probably talking an element of removal from the show, but I don't think it was that late on. Um, I think you're probably talking more mid to early 90s. I might be wrong. Yeah, I, I thought it was like 97, 98. Uh, it was 1996. 96. Okay, split so. the difference. Um, yeah, so, 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 it was the, so it was the year before Titanic then, so Billy Zane wasn't quite as uh, hated as he is. Oh, uh, and I forgot. Yeah, it's, it's also got Rough Draft Buffy in it as well. Um, <laughs> 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 we don't like to talk about her. Uh, or Bruno. No. <laughs> um, although yeah, although actually, Bruno's think, actually a, a decent person. Yeah, I uh, forgot, I forgot, on, I'd forgotten she was in it. Yeah, so would I. Uh, I tried to block everything she's in from my memory. Other than yeah, like I said, I've not seen it, but I, as I knew that um, Billy Zane was in it. I, I remember, once you said it, I remember her being in it as well, but it's just one of those that, yeah, yeah I just kind of repress her now. So, so yeah, you're talking, you're talking 10 years removed from, from yeah. Kevin, but don't forget, the, like, yeah, there's only one season, but these things have legs. And they well, I mean, yeah, there, was, there was 65 episodes, so even for one season, there, were, there was enough to go into syndication. Yeah, and, and you're also talking... Like, let's say I'm five when this comes out then. Let's say I see it in 86, right? By the time that movie comes out, I'm 15. So yeah. I'm your prime audience now if you're going to watch that movie and you're giving me something. You're already, as a 15-year-old, giving me nostalgia for something I remember as a five-year-old. Oh, I yeah. have that action figure. Yeah. I'll go and watch that movie. Uh, because I, I remember, like, at the time I was getting videos who was doing the cinema back then. So, But I remember when this was out, I was like, right, I need that. Like, I went and booked it from the video shop, put my name down, everything. Like, I wanted that film. Uh, I don't remember enjoying it at all. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I yeah, we'll maybe chug it onto the other list because I've not seen it. So we'll uh, it'll be be an interesting one for. uh, for... What's what's this rating on IMDb? Let me look. Oh, five out of ten. So it's that's that's not bad. It's a pass. Yeah, yeah, fifty percent. That's a pass. I'd forgotten about that tagline as well. Slam evil. Uh, yeah, very <laughs> okay. Very inventive that. Um, but yeah, it, it felt like well, that, that. That sounds like a fucking Vince, McGa- Vince McMahon tagline. It does, doesn't it? It does. Um, 
but yeah, it, it always felt like he was kind of the, the breakout of the show. You know, as yeah, Flash Gordon was was kind of done and uh, dusted by them, wasn't that? So you know, it was obviously the long way removed from the from the kind of done and dusted. And he's also got the Captain America a bit all about him, isn't he? Where he's that you you blonde haired, blue eyed boy who's yeah. a little bit fucking wet and boring, if we're honest. Um, not to say that Steve Rogers is that in the MCU. You know, I think the greatest triumph of the MCU is to make me give a fuck about Steve Rogers, to be honest. Um, but this, no, this is very personally, much... I think the, the greatest triumph, triumph is turning over all those billions of dollars. No, making me give a fuck about <laughs> Steve Rogers is harder than that. Uh, so, but but Flash has got that about him. Like he's, a, yeah. however, uh, I obviously take this kind of shit in. But in in rewatching it as an adult. There is a lot of work that goes into Flash's character, actually, particularly yeah. in those opening episodes where, yeah. yeah, his wife dies and gets reincarnated in the computer, and then he's got to escape with his son and stuff. Like that. There is a lot that, that yeah, goes there's a lot to unpack in those, those right at the beginning. Yeah, there is. Um, like the, the, he has reasons for for wanting to stop Ming, besides yeah. the fact that he's an intergalactic warlord, of course. Yeah. Um, but he has he does have reasons to do that. Um, one thing I can't believe we haven't mentioned yet is is the, the sort of quasi-futuristic setting of it. Mm. Uh, and it's actually set, believe it or not, in the year 2015. Yeah. <laughs> I remember 2015. We could go yeah. out and see people. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that. Those those were better days. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't have fucking... Well, we did have rockets, but not ones that we could fly around in. No. Um, but they, actually, as far as your sort of quasi-futuristic setting goes, I think they do quite a good job with that as well. They're very careful not to have the technology be too outlandish. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's not the Jetsons, is it? You know, it's no, not, it's not and flying it, cars and no uh, treadmills, a walkie dog for you. And no, and like again, that. I wonder how much of that is bringing in professional consultants to go, well, kind of, this is where we think technology might be, and mm. then they just put a layer on that. So. We've got we haven't really got flying cars, but we've got kind of hover vehicles, and they're slightly yeah. more futuristic looking. We yes, we've got rockets and we've got space travel, but it's not like people aren't warping places and things like that. Yeah, um, we've still uh, got traditional weapons as well as lasers on the robots. So you know, yeah. I, I think it's it's not too far fetched. No, that's that's right. And I mean, I think when even like when you look at stuff like Back to the Future. That was so far ahead, no, so unknown, so far ahead of us, and so far fetched. Because that's what they wanted it to be. They wanted it to be, no, completely different from uh, from nineteen eighty five. So that kind of made sense. And you had you had all these flights of fancy that we'd had in the Jetsons and every other piece of no fucking future sci twenty first century sci fi. You're going to have no a rehydrated pizza that starts off the size of a, a size of a Cheeto and becomes no fucking forty inch deep pan pizza that feed a hundred people. We'll have cars that fly. Uh, no, we'll we'll have interactive 3D billboards. No, we'll have all this shit because, well, why the fuck not? We, you know, we can write what we want. But when you look at something like this, then you think, right, okay, well, it needs to be grounded enough that it's not trying to rip off Star Wars. And that yeah. was, th there were two schools for sci-fi in the 80s, which was it's Star Wars or it's not. And you either tried to rip the living fuck out of Star Wars, yeah. or you said, right, okay. Let's do something that's a bit more grounded that we that we can sell because people will be able to relate to it and identify to it. We don't want to go too far with it. We don't want to go too mad with it. But at the same time, we want to have robots and rockets and aliens because why the fuck not? Yeah, it, it's um, it's interesting you bring up Star Wars though because one of the things like again in, in looking at this this sort of quasi futuristic setting and and the technology and stuff like that, it does actually ring quite close to Star Wars for me in that it's got that kind of past future like past future feel to it like you know this is kind of the future that we were promised but never really got and there's some mm, sort of yeah. archaic technology in there you know even though things are computerized they've got especially in this they've got that sort of art deco look to them and and i think 
you know, that's partly due to the heritage of characters like Flash Gordon. Like when, when you draw on a character like that, you're drawing from the future of like the 1930s and the 1940s, which yeah. again would have been that kind of art deco style. And we would have been looking at sort of things like Metropolis and things like that to kind of point us in the direction of the future. So I yeah. think they take the jumping off point from that as well. And all of this is just to say that I actually think that just like the characters, I think the world is actually very well designed. I think there mm. is a there is a huge amount of thought that has gone into creating this world and these characters in order to set up what are basically very simple stories. However, as yeah. we've said on the show like many, many times before, like if if you've got intriguing characters and if you've got a good world like this, then actually that's done a lot of your story work for you. So your yeah. your plot can be series of devices because we already understand these characters and we understand their motivations and we understand the different factions that work in this world we know what the status quo is we know all of this so you don't have to give us that legwork you can just go yeah. oh yeah and this week ming's gonna kidnap this kid and now and everybody's got to go and fight him I, I tell you what it reminds me of actually from most of the way we were talking about it there and um it reminds me a lot of the clone war series where they do exactly the same thing. It's like you know, the, you know the world already. You know the universe already. We don't need to tell you every week that this, no, this is Hoth. This is fucking Coruscant. This is wherever. It's right. Okay, this week Anakin's doing this. Next week Ahsoka's doing that. Fucking get on with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it does have that sort of feel to it. Actually, I hadn't really I, until we were talking about it. I hadn't really com, com, uh, conflated the two. You know, again, you mentioned that um, sci-fi was either Star Wars or not, and of course, um, a big influence on on Star Wars was, was Lucas used to listen to a lot of these serials and stuff. So you'd yeah. be thinking of things like Flash Gordon and things like that, and that kind of serialized approach. That's where things like Star Wars and indie come from. Hmm. And I think one of the the most enjoyable things about the Clone Wars. By the fact that we we always go on about how much we love these kind of deep rooted stories and stuff like that was that I love like kind of the serialized nature of it because yeah. yeah you could have like three episodes of one story completely out of sync with yeah. two of another but that always kept you on your toes and it was always interesting yeah you know and it meant that yeah all right we might have two Jar Jar episodes but just grin and bear it or if you really want just fuck them off because there'll be something else in in a couple mm. of weeks time. Um, and this was kind of that as well. It's it's just yes there is a sort of slight overarching narrative. But by and large, it's just like it's. This is going to be a Mandrake episode. This is going to be yeah. a Lothar episode, and the rest of them will come in. But this is what it's going to be. They're going to be the crux of our episode this week. They're going to save the day this week. You know, yeah. or this kid's going to get in trouble. We're going to learn this life. And it's just this serialized bunch of stories. Yeah. They never overstay their welcome. Like these are like 22, 23 minutes at a clip. I think less than that. Um, I think I think they were. I think they were sort of twenty and a half, twenty one, yeah. twenty one at a push. So there you go. So they never outstay their welcome. And as I say, these the stories just move super quick, like yeah. super quick. You get the setup almost straight away and then we're yeah. away. It's just fucking action, like nonstop. Yeah. Start to finish. And and all of the say all of that exposition is delivered on the fly in dialogue, just like it would be yeah. a comic book. You and one thing I will say is catch your breath. I mean, with those first couple of episodes as well, the fact that uh, I know spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it, but if you haven't seen it, why the fuck are you listening to us? Um, the fact that with, you know, in that first episode, they set up, you, know, you, you get Flash crashing on Earth, and then you get his wife and his kid being tortured. And they don't, they go they go out of their way to say, look, if you don't tell us what we want to know, you're going to die. And she chooses not to talk to him. And so you get the thing of her being tortured. And you never you never need to see it, and you never have this really sort of shammy death, or there's you no know, this really you no know, cartoony you know, kid just happens to walk in at the right time to see it. It's she dies off screen, mm. and that has more weight to it because you're thinking, "Fuck me!" They're going to kill off the main dude's wife within the first twenty minutes of the show. 
Yeah. This is no. This is some ballsy shit. Okay. Yes, they bring her back as Polly or, or whatever the fuck they want. They call it Dynac or something like that. They bring her yeah. back as the computer, but actually, you think right? Okay. Well, they didn't. They could have got away with not doing that, but that's a really big decision straight off the bat to kill off a supporting character. It's actually it's actually some quite neat writing as well. Because yeah, in mm. watching those pilots, those are some of the ones I've got on DVD. And watching the pilot and and the it's not really a two-part episode, but it kind no, of it, feels it, like it. it it's but, not, but it is. Yeah, when you get, it's like one rolls into the other again in that sort of serialized format. Because in, yeah. in the pilot, yeah, you're getting, picking up the, like the crystal and it's never explained what it is. She just is holding this crystal. Yeah. Um, And so you get Rick pick that up. Then they get to Earth. Um, and all of a sudden he, he starts fucking around with this computer technology and what have you. And they're talking about an AI. And it's that, you always know when, you, when you're in the hands of good writers drama going on because you kind of just a split second before you get the reveal you go oh why didn't i see that coming and yeah it yeah. is like yeah of course that's your consciousness and they can upload it into the ai yeah. so like yeah dynac x isn't quite her but it's kind of got her kind of voice and her look yeah. and it, yeah so very very smart and yeah you know they didn't have to do that they just needed a smart computer but yeah that gives it an extra layer and again it, it all feels like it's been very carefully oh yeah completely. laid out there's a lot of thought gone into the world and there's care taken with these characters and it shows you know and it, and it resonates through so yeah whilst the animation might be shonky like everything yeah, it's, else it's is cheap there. as balls that's what it looks it looks awful yeah, it does. But everything else is there, isn't it? Yeah. You know? And I think this is what I mean, we've said this all along. We've said we've said this on Mario. We've said this on, on Game of Moments. We've said it on here. Story is king. If your story works, you can bring. No, if, if the writing is, is good and your story works, you can always bring something extra to it from your imagination. If it looks good, but the writing is shit, you won't, you won't be able to drag it through. No. And I think that's no. the difference. I mean, you look at. Now you look at the animation you get today where it's all CG and it's all very polished and very, you know, it's very quick or it's Peppa Pig. Um, but it all it all looks great, but your stories are so fucking ham-fisted and so short that actually you don't care. You don't care about any of the characters unless you're like four years old. You don't really get into it. You don't have that, that opportunity. Whereas something like this, okay, they're 20 minutes, you've got more time, and it looks like dog shit. But actually in that 20 minutes, they really do tug a little bit on your heartstrings. You go, fuck me, I actually, I want... I want to see what happens there. I care about these characters. Something is going to happen. They need to follow. Yeah. And that's the difference. And you look at stuff now, and let's say we had a, an extended period of Paw Patrol, which is just fucking painful. Looks right. No, it's all very neat. It's all very, you know, it's, it's lot, very sensory and very bright colors and stuff, but the stories just aren't there. So, you know, when, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not exactly their target demographic. I'm probably 10 times the age of the people they weren't watching it. But in seeing it, you can you know you can still see a cartoon and go right, okay, well that works. Or they're trying to do this, they're going to do that. It's you know you're not so much enduring it as it's on. Whereas I I don't necessarily think it's just nostalgia because you know, we you know we watch a lot of stuff that we've watched as kids and haven't had that you know, haven't had the same response that we did when we were kids. We still find it shit. Um, but yeah, you just get to that point. Everything's so brief, so quick. It's also shiny. There's no character or personality to it. It's just factory cookie cutter, churn it out and get on to the next one. And you just don't get any feeling from it. Whereas stuff like this, and we talked about Jason, Ulysses and stuff like that, you actually get into it and you want to know what's going on. You feel you need to know, you need to see the next bit to keep up with it. Even this, which is episodic rather than being linear, you want to know what's going on next. You want to know how they're going to thwart Ming next because at some point they're going to kick this fucker's ass back to Mongo. Yeah. Um, and, and and you're right. That that all comes from, from those story and those characters. And, and, 
one of the things we touched on the theme song right back at the start and just so just to bring this around full circle because it yeah. is unquestionably the best thing about the show there's a lot of good things oh, yeah. about the show but this theme song is fucking exceptional okay um but you know how much i, I love getting the, the story and the theme song and and even i, I mean before i go uh and, and dive in how well i i think written the theme song is like it should be pointed out that actually uh, i think it's pretty much common knowledge now but the theme song was written by stanley yeah the lyrics, uh, the lyrics stanley, anyway. yeah um yeah i, I, I read what that earlier um, well, well, Marvel actually had some involvement in the TV show. This was kind of a yeah. co-production with with Kings and Marvel. But yes, Stan the Man wrote the the lyrics to the theme song. Yeah, and actually, you know, I, I've said in the show plenty of times before. We've mentioned Jason, mentioned Ulysses. Big fan of front loading all of our exposition in the theme song, so that you you get everything yeah. you need, so the episode can take off and running. And again, that's a big Stanley thing. Everybody's comic book is somebody's first comic book. Yes, and, and so even though we have this stuff that like you may have missed in the pilot like so you may not know who flash is or you yeah. may not know who mandrake is like every episode if it's your first episode everything is given to you in the theme song like yeah. say we stuck in my head because you get the rundown of who each of those are you know master of magic spells and illusion mm. you know you get out of the sky is rockets ignite the flash that so you know that he's a pilot you know yeah ghost who walks all of this um yeah. so, but what it does as well is where is things like Ulysses and Jace, the tendency is to go very kind of grand and oratory with that and actually give yeah. you like a, a narrative kind of approach to it with a voiceover, just narrating what's kind of happened in the pilot and then going yeah. to the theme. This is way more subtle. This is really, really well written. Like I say, you get like mm. two, three sentences just to intro you to each character. Yeah. But again, with it being Stan, like he's boiled that all the way down. Like, yeah, this like, is what the character is. This is yeah, what like you need you think, to know. Like you think of that with with Flash, straight away it'll it'll conjure that character out of the sky. Is rockets ignite? Like right, you know he's a pilot. Like you've yeah. got it straight on. You know he's like a daredevil pilot as well because he's not going slow. Yeah, and you know Mandrake isn't just some fucking dude in a top hat. He's the master of magic. You know, it's, yeah. it's all there for you. And and even with the kids as well. I'm, I'm sure there's a line in there somewhere. Um, after we get through the character intros, mm. that's where I kind of try to tend to sort of trail off with my my knowledge of the, the lyrics. But I'm sure there's something about like four becoming eight or something like that. And, and that forms the defenders. Um, I, I'm sure it goes something like four become eight defending the earth or something like that. But he, he gives you everything. He's mm. like, this is all these characters. They're fighting Ming, they're the defenders yeah. of the earth. Now here's a story about them. Off you go. You know, and and it, and again, it, it's got that comic booky feel to it. It feels like it's the first few panels of a comic book, where like again, yeah. Spidey swinging through the city, explaining who he is, and he was bitten by a radioactive spider, and all of this, and who the villain yeah. is, like all there in the front view. Um, and it yeah. it just it it evokes that feeling straight away. That theme song puts you straight in that comic book action adventure yeah. style, and you know yeah. exactly what you're getting. And I am all sorts of here for it. And I think I forever will be. Like I. Mm. I I will definitely watch more of this again in my life. You know, this, yeah. this is not something that is going to go away forever. Like I have it on DVD. It's mm. on YouTube, as you said. So I've got this, like, it's not something I'm going to sit down and watch end to end. Like I did with Gargoyles because yeah. there is a finite amount of time. And like I said, the reason I haven't watched those DVDs so often is because we have to consume a lot of media for the shows we do on here. We mm. have to consume in order to regurgitate. Um, but I will certainly, like, if I've got 20 minutes kicking yeah. around, I'm not sure. I can definitely see myself now going, oh, my earth on. Yeah. Because it's a fucking good time. It is properly switch your brain off and enjoy this for 20 minutes. Yeah. It, it is a proper good time. 
Yeah. Um, and I would absolutely recommend it to anyone. Yeah. Like this. That, is- as in my my kind of my kind of default with stuff is that when we're when we're doing better than Mario, I'll sit down and watch a film and not do anything else because I need to be paying attention to everything that's going on. Because we we do more in depth sort of analysis on that. When we're doing doing stuff for this, um, I tend to know I'll put it on because there's again there's a lot of content to consume. I'll put it on. And I'll be doing something else. So I'll be playing FIFA or I'll be I'll be doing some work and I'll have it on in a, in a window on the in the corner of the computer. I'll I'll be doing something else because I don't necessarily need to concentrate on 100. percent And that was my plan last night. It was okay. Everyone's in bed. I'll stick this on my iPad because it's on YouTube anyway. I'll put it on my iPad and I'll I'll catch up with a few bits and pieces. So I've been sort of slacking with. Uh, non-paid work stuff recently i'm most of the, the time i finish the day job and sort the kids out, i want to go to bed um so i've been sort of i've got some stuff i need to do so i'll do it while i'm watching it i lasted about five minutes i was like no fuck it just full screen it and i'll watch it and i'll do the i'll do the work later yeah because i couldn't not watch it um, it, it's just relentlessly entertaining like mm. i said start to finish it just doesn't stop yeah but and so that, yeah, play on one of those episodes it's on it, relentless it's, yeah you are literally just right okay we're into it and go yeah and go 20, and it will not stop until the end tw- 20 minutes later like, oh fuck okay that's finished right okay i'll just yeah. i'll just watch another one bang i'll just watch another one bang because they, they just as you say it doesn't stop it's entirely unyielding it's a it's, it's like the fucking tide isn't it yeah uh, and i am a hundred percent here for that they yeah it's kind of the best of everything that this this genre can give you and mm. the time period it arrived in, you know. So you've got those those kind of 30s and 40s radio series and comics books. So you've yeah. got that very kind of old-fashioned approach to action-adventure. Mm. But then we're in the 80s, so they're just like, yeah, but that was then. This is now, so you're going to have it all right now in your face as much as you can handle, as loud as you can take. Yeah. Here it is, like full on, just it's action porn. Like yeah. it's the, the only way this could be any better watching it as an adult is if it was super violent as well, which yeah. is obviously not because it's a children's cartoon. But that is yeah. the only, and when I say better, that, that isn't me being like some sort of fucking body horror sicko or anything like that. I don't like the torture porn of it all, but it mm. just feels like that's the only way you get this more over the top is to see fucking limbs flying. Yeah. Because it is so ridiculous. It's like a fucking wrestling event. Is that? <laughs> it is ridiculous. Yeah. It's just like every time you think it can't push the envelope any further, it does. And then so like yeah. it, it just goes and goes and goes and goes. And I fucking love it for that. I don't think there's anything else we've watched, certainly on recent memory, nope. that just goes as hard and fast as this and, no. and apologetically. No, I, 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 I was thinking the same thing. I, I was trying to rack my brain yesterday. Um, and I went through our, our list of episodes. And I was trying to think of something that had the same effect. It had that same sort of punch to it. Mm. And I couldn't I couldn't think of anything. Now, it's, this show is fucking wonderful. It really is. It's yeah. fucking wonderful. Like, it's not big and it's not clever. No, not at all. But it knows exactly what it is. Yeah. And I'm, I'm all sorts of here for it. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm the same. And that's, I, might, I will find a time at some point to go and go back and watch it. Um, if nothing else, just because I want to see what the take of 2015 was like and how it actually stacks up. <laughs> I, I don't think it's that far off. Like the thing that really stuck in my mind was the fucking flying cars. I'm still pissed off we haven't got flying cars. Well, I did I'm see still something... pissed off we don't have self-driving cars. Well, we yeah, I did see something the other day. There was a um, an actual but proper test flight done of a flying car. Yeah, like a car that has wings folding out and shit like that. And I think it did like 150 mile an hour or something. It was in, I want to say it was in Germany. But like I said, these aren't even that. These are just kind of gently hovering. Yeah. So like I I want those. 
But other than that, I think, you know, all of the stuff about the, the supercomputers and the space travel and stuff like that, I don't no. think they were a million miles off. No. I think they were fairly close. Yeah. Um, and like I said, that, that's the weird kind of the mix that you've got going on here is on the one hand, it's these super dopey stories. Yeah. And on the other hand, like it's been so thoughtfully put together. Yeah. Like, you're just like, these are intelligent people who are very good at what they do. Yeah. And they're just giving us this dopey shit. And it's brilliant. Look, if you can give me dopey shit to like the highest quality possible. Yeah. Yes, please. All day long, I will take your dopey shit. Yeah, right? absolutely. Because it's more entertaining than somebody who thinks they're intelligent giving yeah. me something that they think is intelligent. Yeah, and I, th- I think you're right. And I think that's something that we haven't seen enough of um, throughout the history of the show. I mean, we've done, this is episode 90-something, and I don't think we've ever had that sort of response before where we've had people where we've gone, fuck me, people know what they're doing. And yeah. they've done it really, really well. We've had people who know what they're doing, Yeah, but we've never had it. No, we've never had, no, I had it where we think, Okay, actually, all the elements are, yes, okay, it looks cheap, and that's not the writer's fault. That's not the producer's fault. That'll be the budget and all the rest of it. But they're telling, I said, they're telling dopey stories that you don't need a fucking master's degree to follow. And you can tune in every week. There's enough of them. You can go, right, okay, well, I don't need to have seen every episode because even even if it is my first, I can follow it from the credits, and then it's a standalone story. So, okay, I might not know who Dynak uh, X is. I might not know the the relationship to, to Flash and to Rick. But I don't need to because the story still tells itself. Yeah, it, it it sort of feels like if somebody took He-Man just slightly more seriously and didn't write in a load of like dick and fart jokes that went over kids' heads, hmm. you might get Defenders of the Earth. Do, do you know what I mean? It kind of feels like it's got that over-the-top level of action that He-Man had. Yeah. But it, but it just takes it, it like it's so fucking earnest. That's yeah. the thing. Like everything they they do here, despite the stories being dopey, like the, mm. it's so earnest. The characters yeah. take it so seriously, and it feels like the fucking world is going to end every week in a way that oh yeah, completely. Didn't, you know, in a way that there was no threat. And we we talked about that when we talked about um, the Revelation show that it, that hit Netflix yeah. last year, and how it felt for the first time like He Man had like some real challenge and threat. And yeah. you get that every week here. Like it generally does feel like they're on a fucking knife edge every week. But yeah. of course they're going to win because they're the defenders of the earth. But well, that's it, and that that's always know. something. I mean, as we've got into as TV has evolved, and you have got into your two partners and stuff like that, you know, you do you will now have these episodes where actually fuck all is lost, and we we are at that you know, the end of that first episode where oh shit they can't win. They are now completely outdone. They're completely outmatched. They've been completely unravelled. How are they going to get out of this one? And you didn't need that here because I said, no, yes, okay, you know, you knew they were going to win every week, but actually there were stakes. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's not, and so even watching back, I haven't, I haven't watched enough of back. I've so I watched four or five, which means I've got sixty odd to go. Um, but at some point, I will get back to them, and that may be at some point when I'm not in work and I've got some spare time, wherever that is, when the kids aren't around, so probably another ten years or so. Um, but yeah, no, I will get back to you because this is something I've done, I've certainly enjoyed watching, and I wish I'd had, I, I wish I'd given it more time this week. Than I actually did. Yeah, I, I've I've had an absolute whale of a time. With it. I I've not watched watched as much as I wanted to either, and that's not to say that I haven't watched much of it. Just that I enjoyed it so fucking much. Like, yeah. if I didn't have anything else to do, I would I would sit here quite happily and watch all sixty episodes because yeah, it, this is the type away, of thing that, that you a... would yeah you you would binge it. Like once you start, it's difficult to stop. Especially like yeah, I had it on DVD so I could just do a play all. If you're watching it on YouTube, then it's going to load the next one up for you. And like once that starts, 
you're not walking away from it. No, that, <laughs> it's that's not it. Gonna it happen. It's it's only because it was a school night and I knew how to get up this morning that I didn't just let them run. And like when we did um, recess last year, that's what I did. It was a Friday night or a Saturday night. I put it on about 10 o'clock whenever I'm going to bed and I went to bed about four o'clock in the morning because it was just like, they were just next one play, next one play, next one play. And that was it. And I, if it hadn't been a school night, I'd have probably done that last night as well. Yeah. Just let them play through. I, yeah. I, I could easily do that. And, and I recommend all of you do that as well. If you Absolutely. listen to this and you know, you, you haven't seen it before then as Mark said, like, well done for making it this far and listening to us talk <laughs> about this fucking dopey show for an hour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> If you have any memory of liking it whatsoever, I promise you it is everything that you remember it being, and probably slightly more. Yeah. Um, just just don't expect it to be fucking Shakespeare, because it's not. It knows exactly what it is. Yeah, it, 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 that, that's what I say. It never pretends to be, though. It never pretends to no, be anything it's not. No, it just executes what it wants to be on such a fucking high level that it's... Like, I, I, I don't know if it's been bettered. I, I really don't. Like, thinking back of the stuff that we've done and some of the stuff that's on our list i mean i'm not saying it's the best cartoon ever there are certainly better but in terms of what it is mm. i don't know if there's something like this that's better no and i mean i've i've got to be honest i was i was thinking about this this morning um yeah i was stuck in traffic and i fuck all that to do um i was thinking i was trying to think about it in terms of other shows we've watched and i don't know where i would put it it's certainly not the best thing we've watched but i'd say it's, pr- it's possibly top five certainly top ten it's certainly top 10. I don't of think of the 90, whatever, 93, 90, 96 yeah. episodes of we've done. It's certainly, I mean, it's, top five, it's certainly top 10, if not yeah, top five. It's not up there with the level of perfection that you get from something like a Batman the Animated Series or an Animaniacs or anything like that. It's not up there because it, it's just lacking that slight polish. Yeah. But again, in terms of like, it's got a place in that top 10 just for knowing exactly what it is. Yeah. And just giving you that just concentrated 20 minute hit of action yeah. that, that you want as a kid like it's it's fucking phenomenal this and, and you know i mentioned maybe 10 years ago it would have been right for a reboot and i think that ship has probably sailed now yeah i think so um but i would 100 percent, much like in the way my dad watched this with me i would 100 percent be up for watching this as an old man now mm. and just be like oh those were characters i loved as a kid like if you rebooted this now you could take my fucking money take all yeah. of it like i would absolutely be up whether it be live action or animation i would absolutely be up yeah, I, I'd echo that. The 3.47 I've got in the bank, you can have. You can have it. Yeah, take all my fucking... Well, I'm about to get my magic 150 quid off the government, so you can have that if you want. Um, <laughs> that's come out of my pocket in the first... Fight. This isn't a yeah. political podcast. No, not we'll, we'll ignore that one. Yeah, There's a whole other level, level of anger needs to come out with that one. Don't get me fucking started. But yeah, yeah, the, that's actually not what this show is about because this show is literally about switch your brain off, forget about everything. Yeah, it's an adventure show for 30 minutes whereby Ming is threatening the Earth and they have to stop him. That's yeah. it. That's all that's the, all the show that's, is. Yeah, and it's that for 60-odd episodes. Lots of dudes get punched. Lots of dudes get shot. Lots of vehicles get driven really fucking fast. Yeah. Like, it's just missing tits, violence, and swearing, really. But you're not going to get those in a cartoon. No. So, Hence the need for a reboot, somebody. Come on. Yeah, you know, or, you know, I say tits, cocks as well. Whatever your preference, I just yeah. me personally, I want the tits of it all. But whatever you want to throw in there, you know, we're, we're equal opportunities with our exploitation here. Like Absolutely. I don't care. Just get some full frontal in there. Get loads of explosions. <laughs> like, all about it. Yeah, all about it. Yeah. Um. I mean, as, as always. I mean, we've we've harped on for the best part of an hour, if not slightly more. 
Um, I can't remember what bollocks we talked about before we started. Before we actually started the show, animals. We were talking about animals <laughs> That's... before you before you ask people to like write in and tell us what they think about defenders of the earth. More importantly, and I generally mean this because I've thought about this a fucking lot today. Um, tell us what the most fucking just random useless animal you got is because I wasn't joking earlier on. Like, yeah, all right, I never had a craft cheese slices one, but I know for a fact. I had a fucking Coca-Cola animal, and I think I had a Bertie Bassett animal as well. Fucking hell. Right? So I think I had a Bertie Bassett one as well, actually. Right? I didn't make that up then. Good. I'm glad. I'm sure, I'm sure yeah, because I'm sure they, oh, they did the little cartoon with him in it. Yes. I, yes. I think there was a fucking Jelly Babies one as well, because they've all got characters and names and shit. Ew, I didn't make this shit up. Right. So <laughs> let us know the most... Either that or we're on some really fucking weird drugs. I mean, maybe it was all the babies let us know the most random fucking animal you ever had oh there was some real bonkers shit yeah there were some real or some real fucking bizarre ones um but yeah so i mean we've uh, we, we weren't trying no but we went backwards and coming forwards on this one that we'd love to show them we love this show now um but i'd love to know what people think um specific memories i mean what what it is that reminds me of this show. I mean, for me, it was literally coiling up fucking yellow extension leads and slinging one over my shoulder and going, fucking hell. And that's what brought me back to it. And at that point, I would have been about fucking 20, 22. So, that, no, this was a big fucking deal for me. Um, but, yeah, what, no, let us know what memories you've got, what your thoughts are on it. If you have rewatched it, um, or if you either before this or on the back of watching the show, what you think of it. Um, yeah, get in touch with us now. I'd love to hear it. Um, you can get in touch with us on Twitter at SMPDPod. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, where you can also get our previous episodes and our other shows as well. On Facebook and YouTube with the Double M Podcast Network. So like, share, subscribe, whatever you do on those platforms. Wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, like, share, subscribe, leave some messages, you better so you can. Uh, next up, we have Bucky O'Hare. So again, any comments you have on that one, um, please get in touch by the same channels I just mentioned. Don't make me do them all again. Um, and yeah, until next time. See you later.